this thing on? What's up everybody? This is Yikira with the Curated Cup and welcome to a new episode of Distilled Legends and Lore. Today we're diving into our What Is series where we delve into a topic by tasting our way through a selection of spirits. Our What Is for today is What is a Mash Bill? A mash bill is the grain recipe that is used in the production of distilled spirits like whiskey, vodka, and gin. In distilling spirits like tequila and mezcal, agave is used in place of grains, which means there is no mash bill. We'll talk about this distinction in a future episode. Cereal grains are used in these mash bills because they have enough starch to be converted into sugar for fermentation. So think corn, rye, wheat, and barley. Malted grains are also used in these mash bills because they contain enzymes needed to turn these starches into sugar. That's why you will see a lot of mash bills with malted barley or malted rye. When cereal grains and malted grains are combined, enough sugar will be produced for the yeast to consume and produce alcohol. In bourbon, the mash bill is at least 51% corn. Other grains used in the mash bill can be rye, barley, and wheat. Some popular mash bills are an Old Forester mash bill, which is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% barley, uh, or Four Roses. Uh, Four Roses is known to have two different mash bills, one with a higher corn percentage at 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% malted barley, and one with a higher rye percentage at 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. The combinations of these mash bills with different yeast strains produces 10 different recipes, each with their own unique flavor profiles. So they're really playing around with the combination of these grains to create these different characteristics. And we'll get into like some of those characteristics later. The recipe for rye whiskey contains at least 51% rye. One popular mash bill that you'll see quite often is a 95% rye and 5% barley. And lately, I've been seeing an increasing amount of 100% rye. These are rye, malted rye combinations. And again, when we're talking about malts, they have the enzymes needed to convert the starches into sugar, which is needed for the yeast to consume and produce alcohol. So malt 100% malt of anything, uh, you're getting a ton of sugar, which could mean that you're getting more alcohol. In Scotch, Irish, Japanese, and other whiskeys that follow the same style, the predominant grains are malted and unmalted barley. Smoking the barley with peat also plays a role for some distillers in the flavor characteristics of their whiskey. Sometimes, the mash bill that is used to distill whiskey is the same mash bill used to distill other spirits like vodka and gin. Some distillers I have seen more recently have experimented more with other grains like oats, quinoa, and buckwheat. Choosing a mash bill is one of the most important parts of distilling. While two distilleries can use some of the same grains and combinations, the source of the grains make a difference in the final product. Iowa corn will produce different flavor characteristics compared to Colorado corn, and this is due to growth and climate factors. There are other factors that impact the final product that we'll go into in future episodes. But today, 
were pouring and tasting two whiskeys with two vastly different mash bills. So we have Old Forester 1870, and I mentioned before that their mash bill can be 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% barley. And we have a Teeling single malt at 100% malted barley. So let's get these poured up and get to tasting. We'll start with our Old Forester 1870. This comes in at... 90 proof so not too hot so on the color that is a deep amber color right it's like that that honey that is super rich and it's approaching amber so the legs on the glass are thin to medium they're running down the glass at a moderate speed so it might be just a little bit more in the mouth. So let's give it a nose. And on the nose, immediately you get spices, baking spices. You get, to me, that's coming in as like a bit of a, a cola, but like root beer note to it. Get a little bit of black pepper, a little bit of pecan, bit of a mint note. Some banana, but like the banana is like that fresh cut banana that you get when you like just crack open a fresh banana and you take a slice of it. That's that banana that's coming through in there. Just a hint of maple syrup, not a rich maple syrup, more of like a light maple syrup. Yep. Let's give that a taste. Mm. Immediately, that's kind of like banana bread. Like banana bread, banana pudding. Get a bit of that like bread that's been soaked in like that cinnamon and and the wash for for French toast. Then you get those notes of maple syrup that's coming back through. Now, when we're talking about the grains that come through on here, I mean we're we're tasting the corn, but we're also tasting rye, that rye content in there. Because you get a little bit of, of 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 a peppery note coming through, a little bit of spice coming through on there. And like I said, that that bread that's been soaked in that wash and that cinnamon that's coming through too. Right, it's like a it's like a sourdough bread. It's not um, like a toast or like just a regular white bread. No, it's like a sourdough bread that's been soaked in there. Get a little bit of that pecan that's coming through as well. I'm going to take another sip of that. Yeah. Definitely that corn, that rye, and that bread coming through on the on the grains. That's what I get on the grains for this Old Forester 1870. So let's go ahead and get our Teeling Single Malt poured. And right away, you can see a vast difference in the color, right? Whereas this Old Forester has that deep amber color. This Teeling is a really light honey, like straw color. The legs on this are medium speed and they're thin. But they look gorgeous coming down the glass. Like, 
Let's give that a nose. Oh, and right away you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. The predominant note coming off of this is honey. Alright? Honey. But you get that toast note. So it's like honey and toast. Almost like you've taken a piece of bread, buttered it just a little bit, and then drizzled honey on top of that. That's a phenomenal note. And then I get a tea note on it, like a black tea. There's a little bit of berry coming through on that as well. And the berry is kind of like a cherry, like a, like a tart cherry that's coming through on that. Just a little bit, a little bit of peach. It's not a super odd note for me to get on a tea leaf. And this is an Irish whiskey. So again, 100% malted barley. But yeah, you, you get that, that barley on it. It's not strong because of those notes of honey, but you can tell, right? That is the grain that you are getting on this whiskey. So let's go ahead and give that a sip. Ooh, yes. Peach tea. Peach iced tea. Wow. Wow. That is bold on this taste. Peach iced tea. You do get a little bit of that grain, but the peach iced tea like overpowers everything. You have that honey and that buttered toast coming through on that. But yeah, wow, that peach iced tea just pops right in the mouth. That is delicious. So there you have it. You have two different styles of whiskey, two different mash bills that are used in these whiskeys. And you can tell how these mash bills impact some of the flavors that you're getting on these whiskeys. Now, like I said, the mash bills alone are not the only factor that determines what that final product is going to be. But when it comes to choosing your grains, it really does make a difference of what you are going to get on your whiskey at the end. So that's what we have for today. I hope you enjoyed learning about mash bills and their composition in producing different distilled spirits. If you like this episode, hit that follow. Follow on Instagram at followthecuratedcup. Check out our website, thecuratedcup.com. And until next time, discover the legend in every cup.